Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 65 of the Walk with Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're going to talk about the shows from Monday, August 20th through Thursday, August 31st, and also three shows from Sunday, August 26th. 26th. So we'll just get in that right now. So we'll kick it off with the first of three shows with Impact Wrestling's Emergence. So we get over two pre-show matches. Mike Bailey defeat Alan Angels, 9 minutes, 55 seconds. In tag match, we had Joe Hendry and Yo-Yo Moore defeating the good hands. Jason Hodge, John Scott, 6 minutes and 46 seconds. So the main show started with that no disqualification match with Eric Young and defeating Diener, 13 minutes and 12 seconds. Excuse me. For the knockouts, tag dolls, and a four match champions, MK Ultra, Killer Kelly, and Masa Slimovich. Defeating the Death Dolls, Courtney Rush, and Jessica. Giselle Shaw, and Savannah Evans, and Jody Threat, and Kylie King. Threat is substituting for Taylor Wilde. Nine minutes and seven seconds. For the digital media title, Kidding King, the champion, retains over Giant Swinger. Seven minutes and 12 seconds. For the Impact World Tag Team Tolls, the Rascals, Trey Miguel, and Zachary Wentz. Defeating the champion, Self Culture, Flash Morgan, Russ, and Mark Andrews. 18 minutes and 3 seconds to win the titles. And a back-to-school match. Eddie Edwards defeating Frank Kassir at 4 minutes and 36 seconds. Sonaro defeating Jake Sumford at 13 minutes and 13 seconds. 8-man tag match with X-Division Jam, Leo Rush, Moose, Bully Ray, and Brian Myers. Defeating Time Machine that is Impact World Jam, Alex Shelley, Chris Damon, and Kushida. All of with the returning walking weapon, Josh Alexander. 22 minutes and 46 seconds. In the main for the knockouts title, champion Trinity retains over Deanna Perrazzo. 15 minutes and 44 seconds. So out of this whole show, like on the two pre-show, I say rec- I recommend you Mike Beal for Sound Angels. The Impact World Tag Team title match. It's an offer, Jake, some eight-man tag in the knockouts title. That's the matches I recommend checking out, but that is Impact Wrestling for Emergence. Then we go to NWA 75, uh, night number two. So we can go with some pre-show matches. The first pre-show match was a battle royal tournament for the national title. Jordan Clearwater and Blake True, Brady Pierce, Cody James, Dax Draper, Gas DeGimp, Jake Dumas, Jack Stane, Jay Bradley, Joe Alonzo, Judas, Dakota Laksamama, Matt Fine, Mims, Robert Anthony, Ronald Freeman, Rush Freeman, Sal the Powell, Truth Magnum, Turbo Floyd, and Wrecking Ball Lurski, Sicky Dice, and Zion at 15 minutes and 56 seconds. Now, Natalia Markova defeating Taylor Ryzen, 6 minutes and 3 seconds. In the main for the United States Tag Team Tolls, the challengers, DC Kale and Tolados, defeating the champions, the country gentlemen, AJ Kanza, and Anthony Andrews, 7 minutes and 34 seconds. So the main show starts with the TV title, Tom Lawmer successfully defends it for the seventh time against Chris Adonis, 9 minutes and 57 seconds. And with, with their TV title, if you get seven successful title defenses, you can cash in for an NWA World Title match, which I'll get to in a minute. So Lawmer does that, so he can cash in for a future World Title match. Speaking of title matches, we go to the Women's Tag Team titles. Challengers Pretty Empower, LOMV, and Kylie Page. Defeating the champions M95, Maddie Rakowski, and Massacate, 7 minutes and 46 seconds. For the junior title, Kobe Carino successfully defends it against Jack Cartwheel, 10 minutes and 24 seconds. For the women's TV title, Maxine Paler retains over Ruthie J, 5 minutes and 47 seconds. And by the way, Maxine Paler won it on the first night, saying that Kobe Carino won their titles, so they were defending back to back nights. Then a tight match with Little Belly on, Beyonce 66, and Mega Wolf, who had Vampire in their corner, defeating the brothers of Fun Structure, Ruffle the Clown, and Yellow Cone, who had instead of clown policies, Violet J in their corner, 8 minutes and 5 seconds. Gary Moore defeated Matt Cardona, 9 minutes and 22 seconds. 
for the national title. Styles Mason defeating Jordan Clearmore 7 at 6 X to retain the title. For the NWA World Tag Team titles, the new champions who won them on night one, Blunt Force Drama, Carnage, and Damage defeating the 2023 Crockett Cup winners, Knox and Murdoch, Mike Knox and Trevor Murdoch, Trevor Murdoch, 11 minutes 41 seconds. For the women's title, Kinsey Page ends the over 800 day reign of Camille, 13 minutes and 4 seconds. In the main event, in a board match for the NWA World Heavyweight title, if Tyrus loses, he must retire. So EC3 does retire Tyrus as he wins the title away from at 17 minutes and 21 seconds. On this night, two out of the, all these matches, including the pre show, I say check out the TV title match, the junior heavyweight title match, and the women's title match. That's the three I recommend checking out from NWA 75. But that was NWA. NWA GCW versus ROW Night 3. This is the third and final day of in Australia. So we can go with a triple third match. Effie defeating Bobby Bishop and Cockroach. Nine minutes and 46 seconds. Mikey Ito defeating Ali Catch 11 minutes and three seconds. Outback Adam retains the PWL title over the extreme chain of Joey Denado. 17 minutes and 27 seconds. For the Renegades of Wrestling title, champion Caveman Ugg retains over Solomon Blackwell. 13 minutes and 25 seconds. Punch Drunk Istria and Seth Deliner defeating Carly Evans and Everett Connors at 12 minutes 3 in some mixed tag team action. Excuse me. In the man for the AAA Mega title, champion El Hijo de Fikingo retained over Mitch Ryder 16 minutes and 48 seconds. So that was GCW. And that was the three remaining Sunday shows. Now we head over to the Monday, August 28th shows with the only Monday show as usual with Monday Night Raw. So we kick it over with, the, with a Immemorial graphic of Terry Funk and Wendell Matanda, aka known as Bray Wyatt. Then we head over to our first match. Undisputed Tag Team Champion Sami Zayn goes one with Mr. Money to make Demian Priest. So we kick it off with the walk up and then Priest hit the knee to Sami's midsection, falls with a short time. Zane comes back with a few shots, but Priest hits stomps in the corner right hand. Sami delivers the elbow drop up the middle rope for the drop kick for the middle rope and a moonsault to the outside. They get back to Rain St. Fires right hands in the corner, but Priest comes back with a clothesline, stomps more right hands and an elbow, hits a set of suplex, but Saint dumps him out to the ring. Out of the ring, sorry. Looks to go flying, but Priest stops him in his tracks, but Sammy fights him off, sends him in the ring post shoulder first. Looks to go flying once more, Priest catches him, sends him face first in the announce table as we go to a commercial break. We come back for break, Sammy hits a set of powerbomb off the middle rope, then connects with some right hands to the head, clothesline out of the ring, and flies take him over the top of take him out. Sends him back in the ring, climbs to the top, look for a splash, but Priest catches him. But Sammy escapes and connects with a blue thunder bomb. Priest comes back with a pair of kicks to the head, looks, and then followed by the knee. Try to go for a razor's edge, but Sammy escapes his explorer and goes for the Haluba kick. But we see JD McDonough appears out of nowhere, grabs the angle of Sammy. That opens the door for Priest to hit the self of heaven, self of heaven, set out chokes him to score the victory at 11 minutes and 43 seconds. I should really. Found this match really enjoyable. I just won six out of ten. And then after match, pre shoves McDonald and tells him to stay out of his business. Then he storms up the ramp, leaving McDonald alone in the ring. Then we see the other half of the unspeed tag champs. Kevin Owens shows up and beats down McDonald. I love with Sami Zayn before he hits a stunner. Same falls up with a haluba cake as Priest watches from the ramp as what's going on. Do we go after the break? We see Akira just out tell Drew McIntyre he looks great before walking off. Then we see Matt Riddle walks in and asks Drew what he thinks about the picture he's holding. McIntyre reveals himself in Riddle's ring gear. Everybody else says every great team has matching gear. McIntyre says he thought he agreed to see where things go with the partnership. Then Riddle pleads his case without McIntyre's tag partner. It tells him they should watch New Day Club 
Viking Raiders are ringside so they can scatter out the competition in the tag division. So he agrees, but only he can see the Viking Raiders get beat up. Please, Drew, go heal and kick Riddle's head off. Then after the break, we see a video. I'm uh, sorry. Before the commercial break, we had a video of the video match of the Women's World Title match at payback between champion Ray Ripley and challenger Raquel Rodriguez. I'll talk about the payback card after this review. Then after the break, we hear the music of LA Knight. It, it was just a miss impersonating him. I did get a lot of weight. Barrett said he won his money back. And Michael says, you already got your, you don't get paid for this, but Barrett just come, still won his money back. I did get a laugh out of that. I will admit, though, Miz coming out of his end that was actually kind of funny. But he says he wants to talk to Memphis. Then he says, so dangerous that he starts flubbing his words when he's in the ring with Miz. He says the fans need to earn their cheers. Then grabs a bag from the ring steps full of t-shirts of LA Knights. Then he tells the crowd in Memphis to say yeah if he wants a free shirt. But tosses on the floor into the crowd. Then he removes Nitro, revealing back to himself and calls the fans pathetic. He says anyone can be generic and vanilla like LA Knight. Then claims he doesn't. Do catchers like Knight, since the party will be over when he beats Knight and says it's his game. I actually really enjoyed this problem for the Miz. And even though I don't really care for the matchup payback, I it might be good, but I'll wait and see. But I actually thought this promo was actually really good. Then we go over to some tag team action. The New Day, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods goes against Viking Rares, Eric and Ivar. Xavier Woods and Eric walk with the match starting. Woods hits a chop and falls off a short tackle. Eric fires back with a form and a sidewalks in for Ivar takes and several right hands. Eric takes back and Ivar heads a knee on Woods' midsection. Then Eric pins Woods for a two count. Ivar takes and hits a right hand, but Woods comes back with some of his own. Ivar comes back with a knee to the midsection before Woods makes a take to Kofi Kingston. Kingston hits a thrust kick to Ivar's jaw. jaw sorry, Ivar's jaw. Yeah, good job. <laughs> then climbs it down and hits a crossbody. He falls with a kick to the chest and boom drop. Then gets the crowd and Matt Rowe far up before taking a dance break on top of now stable as Woods was dancing as well. As we go to commercial break, when we come after break, Ivar hits a snapman at Kingston and falls with a silver back elbows in the corner. Kingston fires with a draw kick off the ropes for Eric takes back in and the fight rares work over Kingston. Ivar takes back and hits a double axe handle, takes back up to Eric and Eric does the same and takes Ivar back in before Kingston takes advantage of fighting rares on Mick Riddle. But Ivar Catches it with a big boot and throws right-handed Kingston's spine before Kingston hits a jawbreaker and takes in Xavier. Woods hits a side rush and licks it to Eric, then flattens Ivar. Then Eric takes in and hits a knee to the back of the neck of Woods before Kingston makes a blind take and hits a knee to Ivar's face. Woods plants a face first and goes flying up the middle rope, goes for the cover, but Eric breaks up the pin. So Woods levels Eric, sends him out, grabs the outside. Kofi does the same to Ivar. Let's go fly in the ring steps to take him out. Ivar catches him, and springs up face first, and then throws him on top of Nick Riddle. McIntyre looks for his chair at Eric, but Eric ducks it and actually hits Woods in the face, so Ivar takes him out with a cannonball off the apron. Since Kofi back in the ring, Eric tags in. Ivar hits a spin back heel kick and then hit the rack and knock for the victory at 17 minutes and 9 seconds. Fun little tag match here. I see, honestly, my favorite tag match between these two was the Viking Rules match, but this one I give 6 out of 10 as well. Just nitpicking here. Honestly, this did not need to go 17 minutes. Honestly, it maybe should have cut like five at the most. But it was still a fun little tag match. Then after the match, McIntyre looks like Viking Raiders, but they were all the ring before he can. And then McIntyre checks on Woods and apologizes to him. And then we go backstage to Judgment Day. Finn Bauer tells Dean Priest to need to get together. And Priest says, 
they need to focus on themselves instead of people like Jay McDonough. Bowser McDonough is the Orizer Priest, won his match tonight, and the pair begin to argue before Ripley interferes. So Judgment Day is trying to fall apart because they keep arguing. She says herself an NXT North American champ, Dominic, because they're the only ones handling Judgment Day business and get them on the same page ahead of payback. She said if they don't win gold, then it'll be some changes. Then we head over to a video honoring Bray Wyatt as legacy in WWE. Then in the ringside area, we hear fans chant, Thank you, Bray, as Fireflies line stands in the empty rocking chairs at the top of the ramp. That was, I like the from the tribute video and then the chair rocking on the ramp again. Now to the break, we see Kofi emerges from the medical office. They make Riddle approach the asshole and hear what he's doing. King says Woods is, isn't doing great, but he'll be all right. Matar then apologizes and kicks that there are no hard feelings, as he know he did it by accident. Make real wolf face fight race next week, and his and Matar says he's got to add the chat with Adam Pierce to make sure he wants to take him. And then we see Imperium makes way down the ring and intercode James Gunther stands top of the announce table. But as of this recording, as of next week, Friday, September 8th, he'll be officially the longest intercode James if so if he beats Chad Gable. As we see Giovanni Vinci Luba Kaiser Flankum, they said Chad Gable made history last week as the first man to be in, in more than 500 days by count in the Intercontinental Championship match. This is Gable won nothing since he is still the Intercontinental Champion, although he managed to achieve one thing that is anger in him. He says Gable has his focus and attention. This is Gable is the last thing between him and his legacy, so be it. They announced that he'll be defending the title next week and says he won't beat Luba Kaiser on the show. And then Alpha Academy Music. Cuts him off, and they appear. Chad Gable says normally he would do shush Gunther, but he made some good points. He breaks from being the first person to beat Gunther in two years as on the main roster. And says it won't take him 10 seconds to throw him next week. It would do it in three. Then tells Kaiser to get inside the ring, and Kaiser does that. So we go to that match right now. Chad Gable versus Luvit Kaiser. Match starts with a little lockup. And then they go back and forth with submission holds before Gable dumps Kaiser out of the ring and hits a cannibal off the apron as we go to commercial break. We come back from break. Gable dumps Kaiser out of the ring again, but Kaiser's lights back in immediately. Then they traded submission holds on each other once again before Gable hits a chop toe hold, but Kaiser comes back with a short tackle. Before Gable hits a chop, locks an ankle lock, but Kaiser makes it over to the rope to break the hole, hits a clothesline out of the corner, sends him crashing to the outside, and it connects with an uppercut. As we go to a second break, we come back from that second break, Kaiser sends Gable in the ring post shoulder first, falls with a draw kick, that sends Gable tumbling out of the ring, then tosses him back inside, hits a chop to the chest, he lands it into Gary, but Gable comes back with chops. And then Kaiser plants Gable, but Gable fires with chops, falls with a dragon screw. Looks for German suplex, but Kaiser plants him and hits a knee to the face. Gable. Gable drinks Kaiser over the top rope, hits an uppercut, gets him back in the ring, hits a rolling neckbreaker. Looks for a top rope move, but Kaiser moves out of the way as the action spills back into the outdoor. Gable takes both him and Janine Von Vinci with a move off the top rope. He sends Ludwig back in the ring, climbs the top it looks to go flying. But Kaiser locks the block, looks to block it, but Gable turns it into an ankle lock. Kaiser fights him off and hits it. Uppercut. Gets him on the shorts, but Gable escapes, hits Chaos Theory, goes for the cover, but Finji breaks with the pin. And the referee calls for the bell, so Gable gets to win by disqualification. 18 minutes and 20 seconds. I actually really enjoyed this match. I just won 7 out of 10. I didn't really care so much for the DQ, but I get why they did it. But I really enjoyed this match. And Gable's just been fucking incredible over these last couple of weeks. Like, I can't wait for his match again with Gunther. It sucks it's not on payback, but I understand why they didn't do it on payback. But get them 20 minutes this Monday, at least. Main event as well. I should make note of that. And after the match, Otis beats down uh, G.Y. Vinci. 
before Kaiser and Fiji overpowers them and sends them crashing into the ring post. Then they go after Gable, but Gunther makes inside the ring as Finch and Kaiser look to beat down Gable, but Gunther pulls him off, hits a powerbomb. Gable stands tall with Giovanni, Vinci, Luva, Kaiser, holding his inner console above his head to close it. That's him. Then after the break, we get a tribute video of Bob Barker, who passed away last week at the age of 99. And then we see World with Champion Seth Rollins basically in the ring. Then he welcomes fans to Monday Night Rollins with a Yowie Wowie paying homage to Bray White, which I did like. And by the way, he has a Fiend's uh, side plate on the side of the Worldwide title. The Dean Dismiss has been a long week. He says he's going to keep things short and sweet, then calls Shinsuke Nakamura out to the ring. Nakamura appears on the time Trump tells Rollins he wants to dismantle him as we see him training. He says he wants Becky Lynch to know he's the reason he has to stop, has to help him out of his beep and make him unwall, uh, on a, blah, 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 unable to walk his daughter down the aisle. He says he will destroy Rollins' back and put out his misery before he has no future. Rollins says that's all he gets for Nakamura. Then he wants to what happened to the Nakamura that hit at Tokyo Dome. And the one who arrived in NXT, he tells Nakamura he might give him the shirt off his back last month, but his back won't stop him from beating him a payback. He says he won't stop until someone pulls him off Nakamura. Then he makes sure Nakamura will know he won't take anything from him. Then we see Nakamura blocks as Ron's from behind and whispers some into his ear, kick to the face, and it takes a bow for him to the back. Because that's him. I actually am pretty excited for the world title match tomorrow at, at payback. And we go back to the Unspeed Tag Champs, Samus and Kevin Owens, and they form Judgment Days, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. The third tag title match will now have stipulation, and that's going to be a Steel City Street fight as they're going to be in Pittsburgh. But I'll tell them more of the payback stuff after this review. Then we go to the Shores match of the show. Tommaso Ciampa goes well with Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed attacks Ciampa on the ring before Ciampa comes back with a running knee off the apron as we go to crush break. We come back from break. Ciampa goes fine up the no rope. They range up right hands, but Reed catches with a splash as he looks for a vertical suplex. But Reed fights away and sends Champa into the turn buckle face first. Oh, sorry, Champa sends Reed in the middle turn face first. Both with airway crash. But Reed responds with a running setup power bomb. Then exchange shots on the apron as Reed sends Champa in the ring, steps face first, follows a short tackle off the apron. He gets back in the ring, but Champa hits Will's bell. Then once then it falls with a running knee. Fires up shots, but Reed comes out with a view of his own for Champa hits the crew. Cruise to fix bomb to score the victory at four minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Um, I actually really enjoyed this match, even though it was on it was less than five minutes. I just went six out of ten as well. I kind of actually wish they had a few more minutes, but I get why they didn't. Then we see the NXT Women's Team Tiffany Strand in the crowd. Then we see Women's World Team Rhea Ripley and Dominic Cruz moving down the ring. Ripley takes a few shot shots. Excuse me, I recover Andreas. So she doesn't bring Raquel for playing for injury in order to get one up on her. She says her resume speaks for herself and it would take too long to list all of her accomplishments. She says her women's world tells us all oh, that Raquel might be big and tough, but she is not her. She says when it comes to payback, she will still walk out as women's world champion. So we hear Raquel address music and she starts out to the ring and tosses Ripley into the corner, fall by fall by slam. Dominic Stewart grabs the attention of Raquel, allowing Ripley set for the riptide, but Raquel escapes with a hip toss and then closes lines her out of the ring to close out that same. I'm actually pretty excited for this match at Payback as well. They actually, all the times they met in one-on-one competition, they have been actually been super good. My favorite one so far is the last Women's Day match from two years ago, New Year's Evil. But, yeah, that's... I can't wait for the match, that's what I'm saying. Then after the break, we had a tribute of the late great Terry Funk. Then we go to our main event, the Falls Count Anywhere match, Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark. 
Lynch and Stark had a candlesticks in hands as the bell rings. So Becky hits Zoe in the midsection, then cracks that crowd's the spine a couple of times, then one to the side. Fractured leverage on the side rush of legs, then walks in a crossface using the candlestick, but Starks escapes to the outside and Becky falls out there. Trish Strauss takes a couple shots of Becky, then with the candlestick, but Lynch takes both women out as she flies off the ropes. Then she sends Zoe in the barricade before. Zoe sends Becky climb with the ring steps, goes for the cover, but Lynch kicks out. Stark gets her back in the ring, hits a missile draw kick off the top, and Trish tosses her chair. The first one, the second one actually hits her in the face before. Toss him a bunch more in the ring, creates a pile in the ring, and sits Becky Lynch on top. Turnbuckle lands a right hand, but Becky fights her off and hits a leg drop. Looks a lock in his armor, but Sark sends a crash in the chair's face first to prevent him from doing so. Before Becky comes back to manhandle, so goes for the cover up. Trish breaks up the pin, so Becky chases around the ring. Trish grabs one of the candlesticks, wants more to look at Becky with it, but Lynch grabs it from her and cracks the crowd's response all the way up the ramp. So he hits her with a chair, goes for the cover, but Becky kicks out too as we go to crush break. We come back for break. Becky hits a right hand to Zoe off the barricade in the ringside area, and then hits a back splur into the barricade, gets her back into the ring, pulls on the table, but Zoe hits a draw kick for the ropes and then slides the table away. Then she tosses Becky into the ring, hits a jawbreaker off the top rope before hitting a chair across the spine, plays on top of her chest, goes flying over the top with, from the with a senton, plays her chest once again, climbs the tower, but Becky stops her. From flying by hitting her with the chair, then superplexed her under the pile of chairs that was set up. Becky clears the announce table, sends Zoe's head into it, gets on the table with her and hit, looks for the manhandle slip, but Zoe fights her off. Then Trish reappears and trips Becky. Zoe then hits a running knee, goes for the cover on top of the announce table, but Becky kicks out, climbs to the barricade near the timekeeper's area. She pushes her off and hits Trish, then gets Zoe on top of another barricade. Strash blindsides her, sends her crashing for the table with the Strash faction, just without the ropes. And she helps Stark over so she can pin her. But somehow Becky kicks her though. I actually thought that was going to be it, to be honest with you. So all three brawl for the crowd. And then Zoe and, Zoe and Trish get Lynch off the road case with a double bulldog. Try to, but Zoe looks to send Becky off of it with a form of accident hits Trish. And she goes for the table. So Becky takes advantage and hits the man and handles it off the road case for another table to score the victory at 16 minutes and 17 seconds. I get this was a no DQ false count, but man, Trish's interference was actually a little too much for my liking. But honestly, they should just made this a handicap match if I was being honest. But overall, I should really enjoy this false count anywhere match. I get this one seven out of ten as well. But that is raw for this week. I overall score actually. This is a better raw over the last couple of weeks. I get this one a six and a half out of ten. Honestly, only matches. If I had to pick just two, I say the game will lose Kaiser and the false camera. That's the two major ones I go checking out. But also, I would check out all the matches. So next week's Raw, as of right now, Tornado Tag Team Match, Viking Raiders versus Mick Riddle, Guns of Defense, Inner Cartel against Jack Gable. And then the pig back card is on set tomorrow, starting September 2nd. As of this record, we only have six matches. I don't think they'll add any more. We have SDO Cage match, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus, Seth Rollins defends the world with Talia Shinsuke Nakamura, Ray Ripley retains, er, retains, I hope I didn't spoil it, defends the women's world title against Ricardo Rodriguez, Ray Mysterio defends the United States against Austin Theory, LA Knight goes one with The Miz, and Sami Zayn coming out and defends the Unspeed WWE Tag Team Talos against Mr. Mind and Big Damian Priest and Finn Balor of Judgment Day in a Steel State Street Fight, and Grayson Waller will have Cody Rhodes on the Grayson Waller effect, but that is the payback and Raw cards for next week. But that was the money shows.
and it will head over to August 29th this past Tuesday. So we kick out with DDT's Beer Garden Night 2. So we kick out with a triple threat tag team match. We had Toy Kojima and Kazumi Sumi defeating Paramount's Yuki Ino and Dinsuke Dino. And Burning Suzuki Okada and Yokori Oku defeat Paramount's Escape at 10 minutes. And a tag team MMA rules match. Sina Oyoge and Yuki Ishida defeating Dano Masuka Toba and Ryuga for European Clutch. 5 minutes and 39 seconds. In a tables match, Yuki Yamada... Mayamoto defeating six-man tag team Hitaki Okitani for a Fire Thunder Driver, 12 minutes and 9 seconds. In a non-town triple threat rock and roll match, Yuni defeating Antonio Honda and Extreme Team Kazusuke Hayarata for a schoolboy, 9 minutes and 52 seconds. Six-man tag match, Damnation TA, Dasaki, Sasaki, Cannon, MJ Paul defeating KOD, Tag Team James Omega, Over 40 Champion, Madoka Oyashi and Yuji Ino, and Illusion for a sleep Sleepy Hollow, 9 minutes and 18 seconds. And a tag team drunk match, six man tag champs eruptions, Yukio, Sakaguchi, and Saki Akai versus Hiroshima and Akio ends a no contest, 13 minutes and 22 seconds. In the main event, six man tag match, KOD, Opoi Champ, Chris Brooks, Junakiyama, Yuki Inada, defeating Kaiushka Hayaguchi, Yuki Ino, and Takashi Mazda, feed Praying Mantis Bomb, 16 minutes and 3 seconds. So it's DDT. And we'll head over to. NWA Power War, they showed three matches from night one of NWA 75. So the three matches they showed was Sion defeating Jordan Clearer of 6 minutes and 49 seconds. For the women's television title, Maxine Player defeating former champion Kenzie Page, 6 minutes and 40 seconds. And Matt Cardano defeating Ricky Moore in 5 minutes and 26 seconds. So that was NWA. Anyway, then we're to NXT. We kick it off with a recap of Heatwave. Then we go to our first match. Tag Team Steel Cage match, the Creed Brothers, Bruce and Julius versus the Dias, Jagger Reed, and Rip Fowler. If the Creed's win, they get restated back to NXT. So Bruce Creed gets sworn by the uh, other members of Schism. On the outside, as they work together to attack them, Joe Gacy locks the Steel Cage door, leaving Julius Creed inside along with the Dias. So the Dias force him to watch while I'm the Bruce, and Julius gets a few shots on them as he takes Rip Fowler with a back elbow, hits a suplex to Jagger Reed, and catches by one of his own. Before Daya takes over, wearing him down for Julius, overpowers him, hits a double suplex. He jams Reed's face inside the cage before the Daya takes him down with a double close on him. Reed reigns her right hands on Julius, looks him crashing face first in the cage without help of Rip Fowler. But Julius stops his momentum as he takes both men out with a close on him, looks for a sink, hits a single arm power bomb as he locks an ankle lock on Rip Fowler. That was a cool spot. Before Rip mixes the bomb off the break to hold, Daya comes over with a double flyjack to double flapjack. To Julius sense of crashing into a cage as we go to commercial break. We come back from break diet since Julius repeat in the side of the cage face first and on top of the ramp. Skips the members are again level left, right, and center as Brutus beats him down. Gacy holds up the key to the door he locked earlier and Bruce chases around the ring. Then he takes out all the Ashka's men on the outside while Gacy continues time with the key. But Bruce doesn't need it as he rips the door off the hinges to put himself officially in the match. So Bruce takes out the die with suplexes, locks the grabs the door, and goes back forth. Between the die hitting them, then hits the Bruce match on Reed before Fowler looks to take him out with a German suplex. Bruce lands on his feet and sends Fowler into the steel cage. Spine first, helps Julius and his system and sends Reed crash into the cage. Julius gets him in electric position as Bruce climbs to the tower, but Rip Fowler saves his partner. Die continues working on the Creed brothers and picks up the door of the steel cage. They jam in the Bruce face, but Julius helps his bar 
impose it off him. Then Creed Brothers do the sign to die, saying to Diane and Julius, get them both in like chair positions. Brutus comes up and hits the Brutus bomb. Then Creed Brothers go with a double clothesline to score the th three count and get their jaws back. NXT at 13 minutes and 55 seconds. Really enjoyed this opening match. I just won seven out of ten. And then after the match, Ivy now joins the Creed Brothers in celebrate the victory. Then throughout the night, we get promos from the four ladies in the Fatal Four, and then we'll turn the match in the main event. This first one, Roxanne Perez cuts a promo where she stated that she was aiming to regain the woman's title, that she never lost and should not care anymore because she wants her goal back now. Then we get the a video patch promo with the participants of the Global Heritage Tournament. So what they're doing with this tour is there's eight men, two blocks of four. You, it's a 12-minute time limit draw, a 12-minute time limit. You get two points for a pinfall or basically for a win, pinfall submission count in the DQ. For a time limit draw, you get one point, and obviously if you lose, you get zero points. Whoever has the most points by the end of the round, Robin wins the block. It will go to the finals on the go-home NXT episode before No Mercy, and the winner will face Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup title at No Mercy on September 30th. <clears throat> so in each block, a block, and we have Butch, Tyler Bay both represent England. Charlie Dempsey represents the United States. And Axiom represents Spain. And in B-Ball, we've got Joe Coffey representing Scotland. Nathan Frazier represents Jersey. That's in the UK. Duke Hudson represents Australia. And Akira Giselle represents Japan. And by the way, the Duke Hudson will be on Friday's... Uh, when I tell what the stands for this tournament, I'm not going to tell about that match until Sunday's show. So I'm just going to be talking about the stands for these two matches. So non-spoilers. Anyway, after break, we go backstage to a conversation between NXT Jim Cameron Hayes, NXT Texas, the family Street Profits. They came straight once again. They come straight once. They see Brawl Tween. Data broke. Kelly joined Electro a little bit in a little fight. Spilled to the area as they're standing in. Then we go to our first match of the Global Heritage Storm. This is for Block A. Butch versus Charlie Dempsey. Masters with a lockup, and then Dempsey hits a suplex for himself. And Butch takes turns taking charge down with submission holds. Dempsey hits a stomp to Butch just tries to Butch comes back with a close out and snaps his fingers. Rains right hands and does stomp for him into Gary before Dempsey fires back with a German suplex and a double on the hook suplex. Butch kicks him in the head, climbs the top rope, but Dempsey meets him up there. Hits a double on the hook suplex, looks to fall with an uppercut. Butch sees him coming, snaps his fingers, and hits the bitter end for the win and gets his first two points on the board at four minutes and 50 seconds. I should really enjoy this. I just want seven out of ten as well, even though it was only five minutes, but I get it with the 12 minute time limit. I actually wouldn't mind these two actually run it back. Again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then we go backstage. McKenzie Mitchell with Dragon Lee. Makes his claim for the North American top before he's going to remove himself Ali. Ali says that Lee had a shot, but now it was Ali's turn. And then Dragon Lee said, you know, trust Ali, which I got a laugh out of that. Then Eli Dragon makes his way down the ring. He said he's doing the ring face-to-face -face with a man who tried to prove himself last week. He's a trick Williams impressed him. Says he certainly isn't a sidekick and just everyone respect the way he's doing in the ring. He says nothing stands between him and the NXT title. Before we Heritage Cup champion Noam Dar interrupts him from the Metaphors Lounge as they were watching tournament action. Since the Heritage Cup invitation was a chance for the participants to lose on No Mercy, he says Metaphor already has her tickets booked to California. And Elias says Noam is lucky that he still holds the Heritage Cup for Aramenta. Intel's dragging off and Dragon off tells him to give him one good reason not to come up there. Last legend says Noam is not scared of anyone, and Jericho Jackson as Dragonov, where his title is. He looks to meet Dar in the lounge, but Metaphor stops him. Mensa marches down to the announce table, and Noam 
looks to challenge Dragon to a match, but Manta volunteers takes his place and gets in the ring before they brawl with each other. And that match is actually been made official for next next week, which I'll talk about after. And then following winner, Mitch Stone called Braun Breaker after he tagged Wagner last week, and then he challenged him to a no DQ match next week. Then we go to a tight team match. Dana Brooke and Kalani Jordan first Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. Kalani Jordan hits a rocket to Lopez for Vice takes it and Jordan looks for a DT on her. But Lopez saves her and becomes legal and rams Jordan's head into the mat and it was in the core falls over the elbow. <clears throat> Lola Vice takes back and it's being back fits, falls with a knee to Jordan's midsection, looks for a second one, but she rolls her up for a two count. Hits a spin back heel kick and takes in Dana Brooke. Lopez takes in center face for stop turnbuck repeatedly. Fires the right hands back elbows. First series of clotheslines and a handspring elbow. Then lands a bulldog takes Jordan back in. Brooke aged short and hit a moonsault for Lopez. Blindsides are behind as she's temporarily striped by Dana Brooke. The speed set in the ring sits on the outside. Lopez takes it and they hit a roundhouse kick spine buster combination to get the win at 4 minutes and 1 second. This this was an alright tag match. I did this one. Four out of ten. And then after the match, Dana Brooke throws tension about losing. Then we do go to part two of four of the competitors from the the number one contender field one match on the show. This time we got from Gigi Dolan. This is she'll see Tiffany Trend next week. And then we go backstage. We see Trick Williams, Kugratrick, NXT champ Carmel Hayes on his way to Heat Wave. He said he talked to Street Profits, but Carmel has yet to talk to him about something. He says he can't stand people thinking the only reason he won a great American bash. What's because of him and what says he does? Carmelo says he doesn't believe when asked for his honest opinion. He hesitates in cases that it was on him. As he walks up, Trick says that he doesn't think Carmelo can because he knows he can to close with that statement. And then we go to next match, Dijak versus Eddie Thorpe. Dijak and Eddie Thorpe begin brawling on the ramp and Thorpe draw kicks Dijak in the ring steps. Toss him in the ring, and then Thorpe hits a brain buster for Dijak. Wins the super kick, but Thorpe comes with a kick to his head and clothesline. While both men are down, Dijak wraps his belt around his fist, but he drops it, and Thorpe picks up. Then they try wrestling away from each other before it ends up on the outside of the ring. Thorpe sends Dijak in the ring, push shoulder first, close fine over the top of Buzz on the outside. Dijak's in the crash, and announces his spine first, chucks him over the top of it, then gets it back in the ring, grabs a chair. Dijak ends up on the outside, and Thorpe looks to go flying by Dijak, hits him with the right hand, using the belt, gets back in the ring, and hits a spinning boot for the win at 4 minutes and 20 seconds. Again, another alright match. I just want 5 out of 10. And then we get a video from Keanu James about her about how she's going to come down to for the win's total. They mix five up with her three opponents before she do whatever it takes to win. Then we go back to Tracy Baron Corbin argues with a producer before Braun Breaker confronts him and say that he was promised to put in the Fawn Riders fairy tale. Corbin said that he did not care about Breaker, which the Breaker response said it was good because if he did, he would bring the end of days for Corbin. Then we get Infinia of Angel Garza watching the blood off, revealing that he had a scar on his chest, and then Humberto Correa confronts in his house, saying the same scar, and they both agreed to honor the grandfather from here on out. Then we got a tribute video for Bray Wyatt showing his highlights in creative WWE. Then the poor star is level with fireflies as the empty rock chair sits on top of the ramp. Then after break, we get the final video patch from Blair Davenport. And so she's looking forward to taking all three opponents ahead of the normal contender failed foreign match. Then somewhere back to the judgment days, women's world champion, we're in North America, James Dominic Stewart. 
saying that Mustafa and Dragon League should find number one contenders match, but only Dominic is the special guest referee. <coughs> and then we go to our final global invitational tournament match of the night. This is from B Block. Jill Coffey goes on Nathan Frazier. Masters with a lockup, and a Frazier ends up climbing on with the top row, and Coffey takes advantage as he lands a body slam and a right hand on Frazier's midsection. Then sends him bouncing off the top and falls with a sidewalk slam. Then delivers a kick to him, then sends him downstairs. We'll go to break. We come off a break. Frazier plants Coffey, fires on forearms, and hits a pair of back elbows, twists the neck breaker, but Coffey comes back with a glass of sent off. Actually, supposed to do outside Frazier, told by Suicida. He gets Coffee back in the ring, delivers a frog splash off the top before Coffee hits a German suplex off the top, but Fraser fires back with super kicks and looks for a Phoenix splash. But Coffee comes back with for all, for all the best for the Bells to get the victory at 10 minutes and 12 seconds. I really enjoyed this match. I just won 7 out of 10. And Coffee, Joe Coffee gets his two points on the board. As we we don't know like when facing who, so we'll keep an eye on it. But this, this was a really fun match. So we head over to Chase U. Dante Trace hosts the class guys discuss the Global Heritage Invitational Tournament and Duke's Hudson, Duke Hudson's involvement in the tournament. The hero arrives to class late with Andre Trace man. Since she had plans to go revenge to hang with JC James. Then we get a video from NXT Anonymous Twitter account or X for the fuck it's called now. Miles Bourne was claimed the ring for being confronted with Fan Helly. Did she offer Bourne a match with Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs to be part of a six-man tag against Dem Damon Kemp, Druga, and Johnny Dempsey? I haven't seen that one match officially yet, but I'll tell that after this review. Then there was a video of Wesley posted on his Instagram. He said he will fight for an opportunity to get a rematch at NXT Tall, promising to bring the NXT Tall to the West Side. Then we get a backstage interview with Mackenzie Mitchell and Tyler Bate. He provides some analysis regarding the participants of the Group A, a local invitation for a challenge double kill to a match next week. They, they, they were supposed to face off on this show, but looks like the time constraints got pushed back. But, eh. Then we go to our main event. The women's home, number one contenders, Fatal 4 match. Gigi Dolan, Keon James, Blair Davenport, Roxanne Perez. Davenport and Perez toss James and Dolan out of the ring before they brawl to the outside. Perez and Davenport go at, in the ring. Davenport and Perez crash in the mat before James and Gigi get back in the ring and all four of them take turns rolling each other up. Dolan sends Roxanne crashing in the apron spine first, whips Keanu into the barricade before Blair hits a double stone to the spine. Keanu hits a moonsault off the barricade to take her down. Perez looks to go find and takes James down as we go to commercial break. We come after break. All four women have each other in submission holds before Davenport breaks things up by hitting Perez with a form. Into Gary Door, climbs the top looks to join her and hits his looks to superplexer. Keanu looks to give Blair a hand, but Gigi pulls all three women down as she catches Keon on Blair with kicks before hitting a hip attack and a draw kick to Davenport. Davenport sends her in the middle world face first, but Keanu rocks over to into Gary since Gigi climbed in the ring post shoulder first. James and Danport exchange forms in center ring as Press looks to take both one out as but they catch her. Press escapes, hits her hurricane to James, looks to go back for delivering uppercuts to Devonport. And James Ford fires up farms on Keanu in the corner, then hits Danport a Russian sorry, Russian Lake Sweep. Danport loves her and gets covered with a close up by Dolan. Press delivers a neckbreaker to GG, goes for a cover, but Keanu breaks up the pin. Rocks in, looks and pop rocks on Keanu, but Danport prevents her from hitting the move. <clears throat> Sends her at crash into the outside. For getting caught in a half and half suplex from Gigi Dolan. Perez dumps Dolan out of the ring, hits her crowd off the apron, sets it for Pop Rocks. But Denport kicks her in the spine, so that lifts her at the Pop Rocks. Denport gets Perez back in the ring, hits a double stop off the top rope, but Perez comes away with a Pop Rocks on her. But Denport rolls over before she can pin her. 
Dolan slides back. It goes out with Perez. Sets up for the GG driver, but Perez fights her off. But Keon James comes down nowhere. Catches her with the 401k. Then hits the knee to the back of the neck up Dolan to score the win and get a shot at the women's title at 11 minutes and 41 seconds. Really enjoyed this main event as well. I get this one 7 out of 10. Then after the match, Tiffany Stratton appears and serves Keanu as she holds up the women's title. Then as the show goes up, they receive Carmel Hayes walks Shawn Michaels' office, telling them they need to talk. Overall, I really enjoyed this episode of NXT. Overall score, I just want 7 out of 10. Honestly, the only two matches I I check out the whole the only two I would skip though is the women's tag match and Die Divers 84. But watch the rest of the matches. I thought they killed it this week. So the standings after 9-1. This is non-spoilers. So in block A, Butch comes in first place with two points, one win, zero losses. In last place, Charlie MC with zero points, no wins, one loss. And Tara Brain actually both have zero points, but they didn't start their tournament. So they have zero wins and zero losses. Didn't beat block Joe Coffey had, is on the board, two points, one win, zero losses. Nathan Frazier in last place with zero points, zero wins, one loss. And Duke got secured. So also have zero points, but they didn't start their tournament. So they have no wins and no losses. So tonight on level up, Riley Osborne for Javier Bernard. Stevie turn for Spentian for us. And speaking of Duke and Secure, they will meet in the B block, which I'll talk about on Sunday show. So the winner will join uh, Joe Coffey in first place. Maybe. I Honestly, I do know who wins, but I'll talk about it on Sunday show. And then next week's XT, Women's Champion Tiffany Strand defends against Keon James. Braun Breaker and Fall Rider in a disqualification match. Dragon Lee for most likely in a North American Tournament Contenders match. And Tyler Bay for Stubby Kill. And also Eli Dredd for Ora Mensa. And then No Mercy card made so far. Heritage Cup champ Noam Dar defends against the winner of the Global Heritage Invitational. And Dominic Sir will defend the North against Dragon Leo Mercer or both the Triple Drew match. But that was the NXT show. And then we'll head over to the Wednesday, August 30th show. We'll kick it off with Wednesday Dynamite. John Moxley defeats Commander 8 minutes and 46 seconds. For the New Japan Strong Opoi Tal Champion, Eddie Kingston to be with you 8 minutes and 48 seconds. And Trios Action, TBS Jim, Chris Statlater, Hakurashi, and Brett Baker defeat Amy Sakura, Mish Fair, and Nala Rose 7 minutes and 17 seconds. In the main event, International Gym, Orange Cassidy retains or Pentagon Jr. 16 minutes and 55 seconds. So it's AEW. And the close of this week's show, we'll head over to the final day of August, Thursday, August 31st. So we'll kick it over Dragon Gate's Gate of Adventure 9-11. So we'll kick it over to six-man tag match. Goal classes, Koto Minora, BB Hulk, and Ben K. Defeating Dragon Kid, Jinky Horror, Gucci, and Ryo anyway. Or sorry, Ryo Saito, Fia R301, 12 minutes and 35 seconds. Kai Devine, Ryo Tanaka, Fia Larry, 8 minutes and 22 seconds. Six-man tag match, Jason Lee and UT of Natural Fives. Team of Ultimo Dragon, they defeat Problem Dragon, Yamato, and Punch Tamanaga. Fia Maximum Driver, 11 minutes and 21 seconds. Tag team match D Courage's open the Dream Kitchen with Doka Kitiyota and Yuki Yoshioka. Defeat C Prize open the Brave Kitchen, Ishin Hayo, Fia Roll Larry, 13 minutes and 20 seconds. In the main event, eight man tag team action. Natural Fives, Big Bosh Musu, Jack Fun Kamei, Strong Machine J, and Kazi. Defeating M3K's open the Twin Gate Champs, Mushu Mushuki, and Yoshikana, 11 Saki Mushuki, Mushuki Jr. Defeat KC time, on Mushuki Jr., 16 minutes and 27 seconds. So it's Dragon Gate. <clears throat> and then we head over to Impact Wrestling. So we head on before the Impact. Kushi defeating Drell Maloney. Six minutes 
and 19 seconds. And then so the actual starts with a 10-woman uh, battle for a shot at the Knockouts title at Victory Road. Alicia Edwards being Courtney Rush, Giselle Shaw, Jessica Jody Threat, Killer Kelly, one half of the Knockouts Tag Team Champions, Kyle King, other half of the Knockouts Tag Team Champions, Slamovich, Savannah Evans, and Fauna Black, 7 minutes and 4 seconds. Mike Bailey defeating Crazy Steve by disqualification, 16 seconds. Eric Young defeating Khan, 8 minutes and 56 seconds. Chris Saban defeating Impact World Tag Team Champions, Zachary Wentz, 9 minutes and 29 seconds. In the main six-man tag team match, Frankie Kazarian, Jake Sumpton, and Sonata defeating the most professional wrestling gods, Brian Myers and Moose and Eddie Edwards, 9 minutes and 57 seconds. So next week's uh, Impact Card, episode 999, Dion Prosso versus Danny Luna, Joe Hendry, Yulia Moore versus Champions and Sierra, Sammy County and Rich Swan versus Salt Culture, Exhibition Jim Leo Rush versus Kevin Knight, non-title. In the main event, Josh Alexander and PCO versus Bully Ray and Steve Macklin. And then on Victory Rail on September 8th, Alicia Edwards will challenge Trinity for the knockouts title. Dion Prosser versus Jordan Grace. Leo Rush defends the X Division title against Kushida. We also have. Oh, Rascal's defending Impact World Title against Modern Machine Guns. Kenny Kane defends the Digital Media against Tommy Drew, who's put his career on the line. Steve Mackle for Josh Alexander and PCO versus Bully Ray and Anthony Goes match. That's seven matches made so far for Victory Row. And then on Impact 1000, some matches made so far. Uh, Ultimate X match, the Feaster Fire match, Team 3D reunites first time in seven years against uh, opponents to be determined. Alex Shai defends the Impact World title against Impact World Tech Jim Train McGill. We had 10 uh, knockouts tag match. As we got Knockout Sham Trinity, Jordan Grace, Gail Kim, Austin Khan, and Mystery Partner versus Dion Pross, which is also Savannah, Angela Love, and a Mystery Partner as well. That's the match. Oh, and a mixed tag match to Bro the Edwards, Eddie, and Alicia versus Frank and Tracy Brooks. That's the matches made so far, but that was Impact Wrestling. And we'll head over to. And by the way, uh, Fusion this past week, which is a countdown show the Fury Road, basically just talk about the main event for the MLW while talking to LSK Willie Mack. So I'm not going to talk about it on this show, but to close out this week's show. Oh, sorry, we got one. We're going to bring him on her now. Episode 27 for the New Japan Television Dallas. Sexy Virginia retains over Metal League, 8 minutes and 28 seconds. Josh Wish to be John Walters, 2 minutes and 39 seconds. Six man tag match to work horseman, Anthony Henry and JD Drake. Team with Lee Moriarty defeating Beef, Infestus, Cash, and Laura Crew, 4 minutes and 19 seconds. Cole Carter defeating Dustin Jackson, minute 24. Amy Salgar defeating Alicia Crowley, 3 minutes and 11 seconds. Spanish Announce Project in Hellgun San Pentago defeating the Outrunners, True Bad Number Turbo Floyd, 4 minutes and 50 seconds. Marie Shapiro defeating Angela Rist, 2 minutes and 34 seconds. In the main for the six man tag team toss, the champion, the Mogul Embassy, Colin Bryan against Toya Leona, retained over Ash Andretti, Darius Martin, and Lee Johnson, 9 minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah, uh, Ring of Honor. And the main event, nope, of the show, we have a main event. Keonchan defeating Women's Tag Team Chelsea Green, 5 minutes 26 seconds, and JD McDonald defeating Akira Telsawa. And that's the show for this week, guys. I'm your host, Ethan Black. I'll be back on Sunday to talk about the shows from Friday, September 1st, through Saturday, September 3rd. Have a good week, guys, and stay safe.